Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe plug-in hybrid is built for the best of both worlds. For the city buzz, for the call of the wild, for finding solitude, for sharing memories, for day trips... And for far-roaming adventures. Because with gas and electric capability, the Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe inspires you to explore more, to explore it all. Tap the banner to learn more. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. CeraVe facial moisturizers with SPF protect skin against damaging UV rays and continuously deliver three essential ceramides to help restore skin's protective barrier so it can lock in moisture. Non-greasy, fragrance-free, and won't clog pores? With CeraVe, skin feels hydrated and looks healthy all day. CeraVe facial moisturizers with SPF from the number one dermatologist recommended facial moisturizer brand. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bike Radar Podcast. I'm Jack Luke, and today I'm joined by my two wonderful colleagues and keen training enthusiasts, Simon Von Bromley and Jack Evans. And today I'm going to be adjudicating as these two bickering bicyclists try to convince me whether the sort of fun, gamified, Zwift-like indoor training experience with Simon, or the more, we'll call it... um, Traditional. (laughs) Traditional, traditional, more paired back indoor training experience for the likes austere. of tra- austere training. We're, we're kind of giving away our, <laughs> our opinions here, Simon, already. The austere indoor training experience as championed by Jack Evans is better. Now, I will say I'm, I'm a man without skin in the game here. I'm not the greatest uh, enthusiast for indoor training, so I look forward or to training. hearing... Or training. So I look forward to hearing their opinions and seeing if they can convince me that either is worthwhile, but mostly I'll just be stopping them from getting their claws out too deep. Anyway, we'll get stuck straight in, and we're going to go for the uh, the hottest take of the two. Jack Evans, you believe that the gamification that has been popularised by the likes of Zwift has no place in indoor training. Give us your overview of your thoughts on that one. Well, I wouldn't go quite that far. I think for some people, gamification uh, probably has a role. Um, if you're, I can't believe you're trying to bring balance so early into the conversation. Yeah, We're I looking mean, for, for the, hot takes. Yeah, for the purposes of this podcast, <laughs> if you could be more strident in your opinion. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I think as a place for some people, it's obviously very popular. But for me, it just doesn't tick any of the boxes I want when I'm training indoors. I don't want to have to steer past other virtual cyclists, ride through virtual worlds, go up climbs, spoiling my power average, taking me out of the power zone I want to be in. I don't want to have to set up a laptop, um, look, look at two screens at the same time. I just want to have no, no more power, know what power I'm meant to be doing. And I find some of the more Spartan apps, um, or austere as Simon says, um, such as Trainer Road, are more effective. Um, they help me avoid some of the pitfalls of um, riding outside where I li- little bit ill-disciplined, surge up climbs, maybe chase after other riders. Um, there's none of that because you're just on your own. It's completely unsociable. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's, yeah, it's, it's heavily training focused. It's all about a plan, which... Um, there are some debates about the efficacy of its AI, AI adaptive um, training software where if, if you're going quite well, it will make your workouts harder. But if you seem to be doing, um, if your progress seems to be stalling, it will make them easier. Um, and there's also things like um, kind of auto-calculated FTP as well as all the, all the um, indoor training tests you can do. And um, over, o- overall, I think the value is slightly higher than um, this value for money is slightly less um, good than Swift if you're just looking at the pure price but I think if you want to get fit while riding indoors not just sort of have fun which I personally can do outside um, I think a more traditional paired back indoor training experience is the best one okay sounds boring Simon (laughs) (laughs) Simon you on the other hand would much prefer basically Mario Kart but with a a turbo trainer give me your give me your side of the story What what do you think I mean yeah it's exactly that Essentially, I do, you know, that's genuinely what I want because I think, you know, I, I used to, when I was a younger man, and it's difficult to believe because I look You're ancient. I, <laughs> but I am really old. <laughs> I used to do this type of training. You know, before there were smart trainers, I used to ride in my kitchen on a dumb turbo trainer with a power meter. I stared at a video of, you know, Tony Martin or whatever, and, and I... You know, Tony Martin doing cycling, I should add, not just, you know, <laughs> preening. <laughs> <laughs> well, those um, legs were quite impressive. Yeah, though. but, you know, and I did my 2 by 20s at FTPs. I got up early before work and I, you know, I did, or I did my, my, my kind of, yeah, uh, you know, five times four minutes at zone five and I did it. It was, it was you know, and, and I was really sceptical when Zwift launched. I, th- I thought this is lame af <laughs> it will be rubbish you know like it, how can it how can it be motivating but actually I, I you know i tried it um you know right around the time i started working with bike radar and i found that it, it's really engaging and it's really fun and and i think the kind of the more i've tested smart trainers and and used swift and you know other pieces of indoor cycling software i, I just kind of think you know, riding a bike, you know, a bit like, yeah, with Mario Kart and, and other video games, riding a bike indoors is never going to replicate riding a bike in the real world. Just as, you know, playing you know, Mario Kart or Gran Turismo, you know, any kind of racing sim, it doesn't really replicate driving in the real world and all those sorts of things. And so, but that that's fine. They don't have to be kind of the same thing. And so basically, I just think it needs to be fun. And so when I talk about gamification, I basically mean kind of borrowing features from video games such as Mario Kart or, you know, Fortnite is a really famous video game at the moment that's very successful, for example, just to make it more fun. Because I think if you're going to, you know, if you if you want to ride a bike and you want it to feel like riding outside, you can always go ride outside, ultimately. Mm. If realism is what you're looking for, you can just go ride outside. You know, that's it. people play Flight Simulator because you can't, most people can't fly planes, yeah. <laughs> but you can ride a bike outside. It's pretty accessible for the most part. And so I think, you know, indoor cycling needs to focus on those things that kind of make it fun. And some of the gamified features that Zwift has introduced, you know, 
are really fun. But I think I think there's a lot further they could go. And in terms of why I think it's kind of better than you know the kind of Spartan interval training that young Jack espouses is, is that like I think for mo- most people just don't care about their fitness. They don't want to do a training plan that much. You know, like they just want to ride. They they're into bikes because they like cycling. They think it's fun, and so therefore I think like you know riding a bike indoors has to be a choice that people are actively making. Now, of course, when it's like pouring down with rain or it's snowing, then it's a much easier choice. But actually, like for a company such as Zwift or anyone else to succeed, they need to make it fun enough that people make an active choice to you know just like people have make an active choice to play FIFA rather than going to play football. Mm, I mean, both sound boring still to me, but there we go, that whatever. <laughs> now, it's safe to say that Zwift is, has appeared as the most dominant of all the indoor training platforms. Do you think that gamification is what's made it success- so successful? Yeah, I do. I, I think there are a number of other apps that uh, kind of focused on building kind of you know, more realistic sim cycling simulators. Uh, you know, Ruby, for example, takes, you know, videos of real life courses and then puts like a kind of augmented avatar in in that world but for me there's a kind of like uncanny valleyness mm. to it that i just find slightly strange whereas i'm more used you know the cell shaded graphics of zwift don't look realistic but that's fine like i can suspend my disbelief and what they focused on is those kind of those in-game physics of riding in a group you know using power-ups worlds that aren't constrained by the real world you know there's no reason that a virtual world necessarily needs to be anything like the real world so once you free yourself from those constraints you can you know i I don't want to do virtual rides around the roads of bristol (laughs) you know they're rubbish like i want to go ride out out through rainbow road yeah Yeah. exactly i want to go you know like so just you know make it fun make it engaging like make it something fresh and new i I think that so yeah zwift has done that you know much better than others i mean I, i remember during the pandemic when some of the world tour teams were doing um virtual racing and it has really moved on from this, but I can't remember what app it was at the time. But there was an app that didn't even have a drafting mechanic. Was it uh, the oh, was the Swiss Virtual Six? They did it on something yeah. Road Grand Tours. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And at the time, it whatever it was, it didn't have a drafting mechanic, and so basically, it turned into an FTP test. You know, Rohan Dennis just rode off at the start <laughs> because no one could draft him. There were no tactics. And it was it was appalling. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, but like, but with Zwift, you know, like the racing is not the same as racing a real race in mm-hmm. real life, of course, because it never will be. But like, you know, there's none of the, the danger. There's no one screaming at you to kind of hold your line or whatever like that. Um, but you know, that also makes it more accessible. And there is there is the kind of the same tactics where like you can't just kind of you know. If you if you just waste loads of energy trying to ride off the front, the bunch behind will just sit tight, go much faster, and catch you. So it, it has that kind of s- similar dynamic to what you get in the real world, but without the kind of constraints of, you know, wherever you live. If you know if that doesn't sound appealing to you, then your side, Jack Evans. What are the sort of apps that you like to use for indoor training, which provide a more hair shirt like experience for your uh, indoor riding? Yeah, I've mentioned uh, Trainer Road at the start, which um, actually doesn't even have any workout videos. You just sort of—they—they um, they, they admit that you provide your own entertainment for that, whether you you watch a video or you just don't provide any entertainment. No, <laughs> that's, that's the real Puritans do it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the Protestant work ethic doesn't require any, <laughs> any entertainment. To be honest, I think in some of the more. Um, in some of the interval sessions, I just have a little bit of music on, but that's pretty much it. I'm not like. What's on what, your playlist? Go on, go on. Gen- generally, like some sort of the modern... works of Lenin. <laughs> <laughs> audio is good audiobook. Yeah. 
Um, it's usually it's usually something quite upbeat. Um, maybe some sort of northern soul, mm-hmm. modern okay. modern Ooh. funk and soul. Mm, nice. Um, I was hoping we were going to get to really criticise your playlist there, but no such luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go through my Spotify playlist. The only time I do an FTP test or something, it's all just like power metal workout mm, yeah. special. You know, like <laughs> yeah. As, as much as I like the uh, the national, it doesn't really sort of g you up. For, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I should live in for... salt. It would be very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Power in a union. Yeah. That's Jack's. <laughs> um, yeah. So. That, yeah, that's uh, that's probably the most popular. I'd say Trainer Road probably has the um, the largest following amongst these more um, yeah training focused apps. But there's also elements of this on Wahoo X where there are some no video workouts, um, and actually there's no sort of virtual worlds on, on Wahoo X. So even if you're doing a pro um, doing a race simulation, you're just following the footage of a um, world tour finale, for example, and um, completing sometimes in erg mode, sometimes not completing um, the efforts. Um, and there's some sort of on-location rides where you're maybe following someone through the Pyrenees, but you're not actually mm. um, replicating that yourself. Um, I suppose that th- those are the main two. I think if you want to take things a lot simpler, you could just, um, as Simon used to do, um, yeah, use um, connect a power meter to your smart or um, dumb turbo trainer and just do a, do a session off that. Um, you don't even have to um, use an app. Hmm. I have to say of all of them in a kind of perverse way, that probably appeals to me. If I was really serious about indoor training, I think the focused effort of having your computer define, I presume, I'm I'm really showing the gaps in my knowledge here, but like ERG mode or whatever through your, um, uh, through your computer, like that seems to me the most effective way. But perhaps if you're doing more than one token effort every 12 months to kind of <laughs> remind yourself you hate indoor training, maybe I could be uh, pulled either way. Okay, well, well, I mean, you've you've touched on it already, but could you ever be tempted across to uh, Zwift Jack, or are you absolutely kind of tied to the the more simple options? Yeah, I actually um, started off um, indoor training on Swift, and I had a Swift membership for probably uh, twelve months or so. Um, but as I started to become more serious, I kind of found that um, yeah, I was. Um, wanting to do free free rides which are are okay to do i mean if you have less time to train doing an unstructured workout on on swift or maybe you're just like chasing some people maybe pushing up the climbs that's that's not a bad use of your time but it led to me spending a bit too much time riding at tempo in this sort of gray zone zone three where you're producing quite a lot of fatigue but not getting much physiological benefit so i think in in search of more structured workouts which you can do on swift but as I noted in my piece, um, on, on Swift, your avatar gets a banner above it when you're doing a structured workout. And um, the sort of paucity of people doing that does does really put you in the minority. It's not what most people are doing on Swift. Um, I think it sort of has it above you to indicate that, yeah, you're not going to chase after the um, someone if they goes past you because you're sticking to a set power. But yeah, so I felt slightly um, slightly sort of out of place doing those on Swift, um, and then yeah, been through um, Wahoo X. That's that's that, that's good. That's got some good training plans. Um, fitness testing is um, informs your training plan. But actually, yeah, quite a few um, riding pals recommended Trainer Road just because um, boring boring as it may be, um, it does it does make you fitter. And um, for, a, for the past year or so, I've been getting on really well with it. Using it for only sort of two to three times a week. I think if you do want to do the longer endurance rides um, indoors, which not always recommended, can be quite um, sort of bad on your body and, and your mind as well, not to mention that through the sweat loss. Um, it, Yeah, it's uh, it's good for structure. I try and do it for my interval sessions, maybe two or three times a week, particularly through hill climb se- season and then into the winter. 
I think one thing that strikes me, and I, I'd say this not as a slight to Wonderful Simon, but you know, Jack, you're quite focused on your riding and your fitness in general at the minute. You're doing lots of racing, some big long rides, racing, uh, like sort of um, bike packing events, that sort of thing. Do you think perhaps your preference with the apps is reflected in the riding you're doing in your life at the minute, whereas Simon perhaps has less time as a father? to be doing riding and the source of the fun side of Zwift makes up for some of the time you've lost with riding around with your boys in Chew Lake and eating tasty pastries and drinking nice coffees. Would you think that's perhaps a reflection of it? If you were, say, going back into your serious TT days, could you be tempted over, tempted over to Jack's side? So I think, you know, obviously, I think those are, firstly, I think those are valid, valid criticisms of um, the Zwift platform. And certainly the the training aspect of it, just the kind of, you know, the, the training plans. You know, Zwift does have training plans. It has workouts, you know, workout of the week, training plans that you can do. But they aren't as, the the kind of intervals that they prescribe are, are, are pretty focused on keeping you engaged. You know, there's a mm. lot of like cadence changes, power changes, you know, a lot of, you know, stochastic intervals and all of this oh, sort of great. stuff. Whereas I think, you know, as the platform, the you know the things that they prescribe on Trainer Road are just a bit more basic and a, and a bit more. You know, ultimately, like it's about doing the doing the work and and getting it done, and and you know, not a lot else. And obviously, yeah, as Jackson mentioned at the start, it has now has that like AI adaptive tool, which is really you know, which is really interesting. And so, yeah, if I wanted to get hench. You know, in bike terms, like and, and you know, we can't argue with the results. You know, Jack Evans is a top 100 hill climber in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the colour of his face. You know, so and, and I'm not. Yeah, you know, I got beaten by you. Oh, you've not mentioned that for. Uh, oh, oh, go on then. Why not? Yes, I did. In, in, in fairness, in fairness, Simon used to be a top um, top uh, crit racer and time no, trialist. Top, top is stretching it, but you know, I used to be fitter. That that's true. Before I, you know, so so that's also true. And and I think you know, the, doing the unstructured free rides. Yeah, I mean, like, as you say, I don't even do that, to be honest, anymore. Like, Zwift has improved on, upon that a lot. And actually, like, so if I'm, you know, a lot of the time I'm going on, I'll just do, as I'm always really tired, because as you say, I'm a dad. <laughs> if I just want to go on and do zone two, I'll often just ride a, like, a pace group. And that, you know, you can pick the pace that you want, and then you just stick with the group. And, you know, but it, it's really good at keeping you at a consistent power output, because, you know, if you go too fast, you'll drop the group, and then you don't get any extra points. And if you go too slow the group drops you, you don't get any extra points. So that's, so that's been really good. And, you know, for the kind of intensity of efforts, you know, the racing is quite fun as well, mm. you know, compared to just doing an interval session. But yeah, if I wanted to get really fit for time trialing, I I, I don't think I would necessarily sign, because I have signed up for training plans on Zwift before, but they, they often assume that you're doing all of your riding on Zwift. Mm. And so they give you too much to do. Because, you know, they give you four training sessions a week or whatever, which is too much for someone like me because I'm tired and old. And if I do four interval sessions a week, I'll be on my knees if mm. I also ride outside, ride to work and all that sort of stuff. But you don't get credit for riding outside. And so therefore, you know, if I then decide to skip one of the interval sessions, I feel guilty. You know, so it's kind of not ideal from that point of view. And I think that's fair. Yeah. And the great thing about Trainer Road is that you can sync the workouts to your head unit, whether that's a Garmin, um, Wahoo or any other sort of um, bike computer brand. And um, it also takes account, if you sync it to your Training Peaks account, um, of workouts you've done outside. So it's it doesn't really matter whether you do these workouts on the trainer or outdoors if the weather's better. And when you choose your training plan, you can pick which workouts you're going to do outside. Like I tend to do my longer weekend rides outside. So, so um, they're 
uh, power is a little bit more variable. It gives you a little bit more leeway. But if you're doing an indoor workout, it will give you more precise um, power targets because it's easier to hit those indoors. So that's a really good feature. But on the flip side, I would say that there are things that I have done on Zwift that I would never be able to do in the real world because you simply don't have the opportunity for example and like you know one of my this is going to sound so sad but one of the things I quite often like to do if I've done like a good block of training and I'm feeling like I've made some progress I basically like to do an FTP test up out the Zwift so it's like a 45 minute max effort (laughs) sounds rubbish (laughs) carry on (laughs) and and you know so it because you know a standard FTP test you obviously have to do a ramp test or a 20 minute test now you know, as Jack will know, both of those have their kind of limitations in assessing your fitness because, you know, the idea of an FTP test is you get, you know, what you can do for an hour. But of course, if you've only done it for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a stretch to say like, oh, I could do 95% of that for an hour. Sure, why not? So like doing a kind of 45 minute effort, if, you know, it's much closer, you know, to mm-hmm. what, I, what I feel like, yeah, I could have carried on doing that, you know, for, you know, that, that's a much a much better estimation of what I could do you know, for that kind of, for that hour, it's a good way of benchmarking my fitness. And I would never do that in the real world because one, we don't have any 45 minute climbs around here. Yeah. Do if you go really slow. That's true. There yeah. you go, math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so there are things like that. And, you know, like I'm way, I'm not going to be crit racing anymore. My crit racing day, days are done. You know, I don't want to break my collarbone. I don't want to crash my lovely bike because I've got a set of handlebars. You can't buy anymore. <laughs> you know, so... so Nothing I'll, to do with being a father. <laughs> nothing to do with being a father. Well, yeah, exactly. If I crash and break my collarbone, then I'll be out of action and, mm. you know, my wife will kill me. So, mm. so but I, I, you know, I have I have done done racing on Zwift and it's like, you know, it's a really good workout and it's really fun too. And, and I just, yeah, I think that kind of fun element and just that kind of doing things that you can't do outside are kind of key strengths obviously this is just the opinion of my two bickering bickering boys you know what's the sort of what's the group think outside of uh, the hallowed halls of bike radar we'll go to you first jack i mean do you have you've already mentioned some people suggested it to you but amongst your club mates is zwift the preferred platform of choice or if you want everyone over to trainer road what's the general vibe out there I'd say it's quite split down the middle. Um, sort of in a, in a straw poll of my cycling club, I think, yeah, there'll be a lot of people who like Swift for the social element um, and who do do a bit of racing. Some people are part of winter leagues on Swift, which they rate really highly. Um, I've tried Swift racing, but struggle with sort of um, push, pushing myself that hard indoors. So I found um, Swift racing a bit of a, um, yeah, a bit, bit chaotic and just um, maybe a little bit, too hard to um, recover from actually um which is not always something that i want to do on the um on the indoor train if you're racing later in the week um yeah i think there's a lot of advocates of, of trainer road just because if you are sort of regularly riding with other people you can do without some of the social element of um of, of swift riding or other other apps where you can ride in groups um and yeah as, as i said the cost is 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 slightly higher on um on trainer road but as I mentioned, there was there were some of these um, extra training features that you don't get on on Swift. Hmm, okay, Simon, any opposing views? You don't have any friends, do you? So no. You know. <laughs> I mean, amongst obviously the bike radar team, I am pretty much the only person who's Swifts regularly, other than video manager Felix Smith, who seems to have finally caught the bug, which I'm very pleased about. Uh, you know, I think certainly you know, from the kind of the traffic that we get, Swift is mm. the po- is the popular one. It's true. It's true, we will always go after the traffic. We are SEO gods on Bike Radar. <laughs> nothing, nothing excites us more than Google keyword volumes. Well, because it's what our, what our audience want to know about. It is very true. No, uh, Zwift by far 
is the most popular platform that we cover regularly. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a if you want to be analytical about it, especially globally as well. Um, there's always people riding on Swift, no matter what time you go on. Uh, I used to do do some really early morning workouts, really late night workouts, um, and yeah, there's always someone on. And in particular, whether that's um, uh, Asia, America, um, Australia, New Zealand, um, yeah, I think globally it must be big, not just in the UK. Mm. As a final sort of thought on this like what we think kind of matters, you know, great influence that you wield, Simon, in the world of indoor trainers. But where do you think the future of indoor training is going to go? Will it be consolidated further? We've seen that certainly in the last 12 months and Zwift is definitely the dominant one. Will we see further consolidation there? Or do you think there will always be space for these quite differing view, or that's not right, differing philosophies, I would say, in terms of how an app's put together. What would you reckon, Simon? I think there definitely will be space for the differing uh, philosophies because, you know, people like Jack, people who care about, you know, first and foremost, care about their kind of training so that they can race in the in the kind of real world, I think they're always going to exist. You know, just like people still play football just because FIFA's really popular. Mm. I, think, I, think there's, I think there's perfectly perfectly fine for these things to coexist and and I and I hope that they will because obviously you know like no one likes a monopoly I think in terms of I think in terms of Swift I think it needs to kind of keep doubling down on the kind of features that have like differentiated it from the other platforms and and I, and I think that they don't you know I wouldn't suggest to Swift that they invest all of their profits into getting an AI based training tool for example mm. because I just don't think that's going to get people that's not what people are necessarily signing up for i think the kind of things that they should you know they've recently released the kind of uh, play controllers which are kind of like a video game controller split into put it on your handlebar and you can use it to control your avatar i think i read an excellent review of that on bikeradar.com you may well have read a review of them on bikeradar.com i'll leave it up to the listeners (laughs) to decide if it's excellent or not i think that kind of gives a a flavor of where Zwift sees it going. And, you know, they're going to, if you, why would you release a video game controller if you weren't going to make it more like mm. a video game? And I would really like to see that. And I think they should introduce, you know, not just kind of you know, steering, braking, these sorts of things already kind of exist. You know, there's good, good advantage to be gained from steering. There's not really anything to be gained from braking yet, but I'm sure that'll come. I would like to think, see things like you'd get in Mario Kart. You know, I mean, the Mario Kart analogy, you know, it can seem a little bit silly but actually like it's a very popular game mm. it's a, it make mario kart 8 is the best selling game on the nintendo switch and it's been it has been it's been one of the best selling games for like five or six years in the world it's like so popular and you know, cycling really needs to find a way to make money mm. and i think some of the features from a game like that that it could really do with you know in zwift racing i think you, know, you could have different different types of it but i think it would be really good to have a thing like dynamic difficulty balancing for example where like because you know, in the opening five minutes of a swift race everyone goes off the line really really hard it's really easy to get dropped and you'll be out of the race and that's it mm-hmm. race over you can't get back on now that's realistic and it's fair but it's not very fun <laughs> i think it'd be much more fun if the people in the back who had been dropped got better power-ups than the people in the front to give you a chance to get back on. Banana splits and bombs, that kind of thing. Bullet bills, all the way to the front <laughs> of the pack. But do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we already have, you know, racers have already gladly accepted power-ups. In every race that I do, people use their feathers, their, you know, their kind of anvils, you know, whatever. Like, it, people, if it's fun, people will accept it and they'll kind of run with it. I, I, I think, uh, you know, Zwift needs to be looking for ways to just basically make it more fun. And, you know, on top of that, like, 
they've stopped adding new bikes to the game recently. Like, you know, there's no Tarmac SL8, for example. There's no the new, you know, giant Propel Advanced SL. It's only the old one. And I just, I don't really understand why Zwift hasn't just implemented a system where you can buy the skins of the latest bikes. As you do in all sorts of other games as well. Fortnite, the best example. Of course, you should still be able to unlock them by grinding, to use the term, you know, <laughs> like by kind of, you know, just pumping out the miles until you unlock them yeah. you know, naturally. But I, I genuinely think that would be an incredible money spinner because like, yeah, you know, I play some other video games. I don't really buy any digital content, but I tell you what, other video games are raking in billions of dollars yeah. just from selling digital content. And and I and it would be it would be such a good tie-in you know, with brands to get their bikes in the games, you know, like it, I, so, so I think Swift needs to kind of keep, do, keep on, you know, doing what it's doing, working on the back end. I understand, you know, it's, it's, it's a small team. It's not Activision, mm. <laughs> but yeah, like they need to keep on doing that. But yeah, absolutely. There's space for both Swift and Trainer Road and, you know, hopefully other apps as well. I'd love to see some competitors. Jack's nodding very politely through all this, but I'm sure his eyes are rolling so back into the front <laughs> back of his head he can see his own spine. Jack, I mean, for you, I'd put the same question to you. I suspect you'll feel similar, but perhaps not. Do you think there's space for both of these? Do any of those features sort of tempt you across to the Zwift side? Or, in fact, to rephrase the question again, what would you like to see more of from the likes of Trainer Road in the future? Um, yeah, I think they're actually... Both, both of these types of indoor cycling can definitely exist. They're almost so different, they're not competitors. Mm, yes, yeah. I think they're just targeting such different types of rider. Like, when I the rider I was when I was riding on Swift is really different to now. And if, yeah, one, if the virtual reality is a gateway to the more um, uh, paired back form of training, then, um, yeah, that's that, that's really good. Because if particularly when people are starting out off in cycling, the sort of more interaction of Swift will will probably hook them in, and I think think I think Swift does a does a great job. But uh, yeah, a competitor a competitor might emerge, but I think they'd have to do um, as Sam was saying, they'd have to um, have a really really impressive pro- product because yeah, Swift is innovating all the time. Um, I think from I think from Trainer Road, um, the there was a quite a, a, fa- a fairly significant. It's lots of prices have gone up in the cycling industry, but quite a significant price rise. Um, I think they'll need to keep it around the sort of seventeen pounds, nineteen dollars a month mark. Otherwise, it might become slightly more exclusive in terms of who can afford it. Um, you can always sort of um, um, end your direct debit over the summer if you don't want to train on it. But yeah, you're looking at sort of hundred hundred ninety pounds, hundred ninety dollars a year, which. In in terms in terms of what you spend on a set of wheels, it might not be that much, but as a training investment, I think that's currently um, well worth it. I think continuing to keep um, integration with all the latest training apps. So as I was mentioning with with Training Peaks, you can um, do your workouts both indoors and outdoors. Um, that 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 will continue to be really important. Um, but I don't really I don't really see anything. I think if yeah if, if Trainer Road were were to introduce a virtual world or something more like out out to Swift for your um, FTP test, I'm not I'm not sure that would be sort of in keeping with its brand. So, I think maybe it doesn't need to change very much. Hmm. Okay. Well, I've just had a quick look at your piece, Jack, on BikeRadio.com. Of course, there's a link to both of these articles in the podcast description. I had to scroll down. I just wanted to get kind of gauge the vibe of the the, the readers. And I noticed that Ben Delaney, noted indoor training uh, fan former Bike Radar editor in the US, an all-round good friend of Bike Radar, he says, good title, Jack, of your piece. Now, he's just agreeing with the title, but that is praise indeed, maybe winning me over to that side, but I'm not 100% convinced. Do you have any closing arguments you can win me over, Simon? 
Um, I, you know, I, I think I would just appeal to the kind of the side of you that loves to have fun, Jack. You know, you're a fun-loving, <laughs> young, healthy man. <laughs> and therefore, you know, Zwift yeah. seems like the obvious platform for yeah. you. You know, like... The, like I said, TrainerRoad is a is a fantastic platform, and, and and like Jack said, I you know I do think it offers good value for money. You know, if you're going to look up the price of a, a coach, for example, yeah, like the price of TrainerRoad has gone up in recent years, but compared to getting a coach, it's still going to be fantastic value. And it, and you know, if you follow the plans, you probably will get a lot fitter than you are now, and so that's that that's absolutely fine. But I think for the majority of people who kind of aren't really, you know, they don't. You know, I don't have any goals so other than, you know, like last, like, you know, I, I want to kind of get fit enough to do a bit of racing, have fun, not be too, not be embarrassed if I have to go on a press trip or something like that. So, and so in kind of just in general, what, what motivates me to get on the bike is, to, is just to have a bit of fun. And so I think, you know, you're probably similar to me in that way, you know, and, you know, we've been on things and you've, I've seen you on Zwift before someone goes past you, as Jack says, you want to get, you want to jump on the wheel. Only if they're wearing a GCN jersey. Yeah. And <laughs> I'll tell you what, plenty of people are on Zwift. <laughs> it's a popular channel. Um, so I think, I think you would enjoy it more than you'd imagine. I think you like me, you'd probably enjoy it more than you'd imagine. And, uh, you know, like, like, Jack said, it's like you can have a you can work. You'd be surprised how hard you can work. I hit a, a I hit a highest ever maximum heart rate right. ever what in was a Zwift it? race recently. One hundred ninety eight beats per minute. <laughs> That's pretty high. I literally I did not know that was possible. Mm. And I'm thirty four. You think? Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> So do you know what I mean? So I, I would appeal to your kind of fun-loving joie mm. de vivre. I am, I am a fun-loving young man. I, the one thing that tempts me away from it, and I think I gave away a little bit with the um, kind of preference for like ERG mode, a lot of faff, logging in, plugging stuff in, having to chat to people, the, the simplified cut-down approach of something like Jack's training in some way appeals to me more where I just, I can't, in my mind, I can't see myself indoor training for the sheer joy of it. It's more if I had a, I mean, as if I'm ever going to be that well organized to do anything. But if I had a goal in mind, perhaps the more structured form of training would appeal to me more. But I don't know. Maybe I'll find out. Maybe indoor training will be in my future. But for now, yeah, I should keep open mind. I, should keep I, I think, mind. I think, but I think that's kind of like my point in a way is that it has to be fun enough to compete it has to be fun mm. enough to make you want to do it rather than just go ride your bike outside. And I am a bit of a pair of riding in miserable yeah. conditions, so it better exactly. be bloody good inside. No. Exactly. And so, and so I think, you know, you can't just kind of, you know, for, so unless you've got, unless, you know, for the people who've got very specific training goals, then, then absolutely, you, like, you don't, you know, pe young bucks like Jack don't need the fluff. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I want to ask, final question for Jack and we'll wrap up. We've we've hinted endlessly. But what what are your sort of indoor training goals? What are you training towards for next year, Jack? Just to give a sense of like why you're so committed to the training at the minute. Yeah, so I found um, doing um, the sort of microburst um, and classic uh, VO2 max intervals, which are probably some of the worst intervals you can do um, on my trainer road setup in in the hill climb season. I didn't really struggle for motivation for those because you have a really specific goal. You're trying to improve your five minute power. You're trying to sort of improve the power you can hold for a like 50 minute climb on the struggle as it was. But at the minute, the goals are a bit bit looser. It's more just trying to um, increase threshold power um, and muscular endurance through the winter. So the inter intervals are a bit different. They're a bit longer, less, less intensity. Um, but yeah, knowing what your weak weaknesses are and um, 
yeah, ma- having made a plan to d- develop those, I, I, I find that um, that's that that's sort of motivation enough. I don't really need the distraction of of something a bit more gamified. Wow, there we go. What a very balanced answer from you. I thought we were. I hoped you were going to say something like the cycling journalist our record or something daft like that. <laughs> anyway, I do really implore you to read both Simon and Jack's diametrically opposed opinions on both of these subjects. Very funny reads. They are linked in the podcast description. And of course, we want to hear from you on what your preferred indoor training software is or your sort of strategies as a whole. Please send any thoughts you have through to podcast at bikeradar.com. We love talking about indoor training, as as should be clear. We've got a whole good backlog of the stuff on site, so do check and that out as well. And on the podcast, we recently had an indoor training week. We did, we did indeed. Um, so check back through the archives, and as ever, if you have any thoughts, questions, or suggestions for new uh, podcast episodes, send them through to podcast.bikecreator.com. In the meantime, I probably won't see both of you on Zwift soon, but maybe we'll speak, <laughs> <laughs> speak on a podcast soon. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode. Bye.